See, that's a lot of people. I remember. You try to be cognizant. Yeah, a guy. I don't know if it was a golf pro or if I was getting lessons or whatever. But it, it, the way he explained it to me, which stuck in my brain, was, "You're so excited to watch the ball where it goes," and he just said point blank, like. You're gonna be golfing with people. Let them watch it. If in case you miss it, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about that. You want to see the ball getting hit, and then you will learn yeah. to get better at tracking. Because I've heard a lot of people say it's hard to follow your ball, um, especially if you're early on. You have no idea where it's going, and you just gradually learn that. It's just one of like 150 things you have to learn when you're learning how to golf. <laughs> Like it's insane. Like yeah. your wrist, your legs, your hips, your feet, your hands, your eyes, your head, your neck. <laughs> like it's insane. And what's frustrating about it too, in specific, that one thing was like, I went to the range right before, and I knew in my head I was like, I gotta look, look at the ball, and just like I like staring at it like a second longer than I should, right, yeah. just to keep that. And every shot I hit at the range was like, oh my god, like this is gonna be a good year for me. And then, like, the first time on the T-block, it was, like, just a shank. Just terrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to bring up, and I'm, I'm not going to go super inappropriate, but um, a lot of people like to compare sex and golf. And one similar, mm -hmm. sim I, 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 it is similar when you actually think about it. It's like, think about, you know, when you're by yourself doing your thing, usually you get pretty confident. And then when you're finally with a partner, a woman or a man, it gets a little more difficult and you get a little more criticism. Right. <laughs> So I remember True. someone telling me that once. It's like going to the driving range is like taking care of yourself where you feel really good about yourself. You're on the <laughs> range. You're hitting it straight. Oh, I'm great. I'm good at this. Then you go on the golf course. You're like, oh, my God, I'm not that good at this. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and what bad golfers like myself say is like you can only be good at either golf or sex, not both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I never heard of that. It's funny. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird game, man. And like, it's so hard for me with uh, with all my buddies now that are golfing now, like just kind of getting into it because I, I, I'm so far removed from that when I was learning how to play. And like, I'm not yeah. great by any means. Like I've just kind of plateaued. I've peaked. Like I'm pretty much not getting any better. I'm just kind of the same golfer every year. And it's really hard. Like I got lesson. Like I got lessons when I was a kid, and it's really hard to give advice because the games change so much. It's just my thing has always been just make good contact, get a good swing, because you can't worry about every little thing. You can't worry about distance and and your feet, like we were talking about before. Like there's just so many things that go into a golf swing, and the most consistent thing that makes people feel good is just making good contact. A lot of people get really frustrated when they miss the ball. They don't hit it right. They hit some, they hit the ground. They, they, they top the ball. Yep. And I think that's like, it's the easiest thing to, to get to a, a pretty good spot where you're hitting it good. It doesn't matter if it's going right, left, whatever, like that'll all come with, with time. Like golf is so, yeah, you, you got to play the long game. Like you're not going to get it in one year. It, it's a, and it was weird as a young kid learning how to play because you're a little more immature. You get frustrated mm -hmm. easier. You have a little bit more of a temper maybe. I remember me, I struggled with it. I hated it. I wanted to be good at it quicker. And I see yeah. a lot of you guys that are older and more mature. And it's just nice to see you guys having fun while you're learning. Whereas yeah. with me, I probably should have had more fun when I was younger. If I look back now, it's hard. But um, you're at year three of consistently golfing every year is that right year four yeah, i think 20 2020 was my first year okay so this will be uh, my third real season well 
I guess technically fourth season. Yeah. But uh, you know what gave me like a rejuvenated love, I think, for it was these movies. Yeah. <laughs> these, some of these movies. <laughs> good. You're so good at segueing. This is great. Well, yeah, let's get let's get the intro out of the way. We're back. This is our uh, Raised on Film special here at the, I guess, middle spring, end of spring, almost summer, I guess. And mm-hmm. golf season is upon us. I know some people have started golfing. Uh, my guest here, Jake, has already golfed in uh, oh, yeah. in America. I don't. You haven't <laughs> golfed in Canada yet, have you? Just America. No, no yeah, I haven't golfed in Canada okay. yet. Okay, and it was, you it was much nicer to be in the sun. <laughs> you were in Texas, correct? You went golfing in Texas. Yeah, I was in Austin, Texas. Okay, um, I was golfing at like a work event, and I was lucky enough to be paired with seemingly the best golfer there. So we actually ended up winning. <laughs> nice the the tournament, which was great. We shot a fifty nine, which I've never seen in my life, or even thought was it possible. So nice. that was it was a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I myself have not golfed yet, uh, but uh, uh, this episode's coming out pretty quick, and we will be golfing once again this year, you and I, along with uh, Raised on Film alumni Chris Montero and another friend of ours, Alex. We're going out um, this coming Saturday. We also golfed last year around this time as well, and uh, looking forward to it. It's always fun getting out there. I usually start around this time. I very rarely get out in April, maybe the range. But the weather's been shitty lately. It's been raining a lot. And it's been a little cold, too. Um, and the weather's really supposed to warm up here in the next little bit. But, um, yeah, we'll get into the movies here in a sec, Jake. Let's talk a little bit about golf, though. Uh, where are you at mentally right now with your golf game? So I thought it was in a good spot because the last <laughs> the last the match I had before winter, you know, that's what kind of sucks about Canada is, like, you have to break it off for a few months, and then you have to – you kind of get cold for a bit. But the last match I had before winter, I felt really good about the game. Yeah. And this first round, even though as a team we did great, personally I didn't feel super enthused about how I did. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm just taking every year as like, all right, this year is going to be better than the last one. As long as I focus on certain little things and just work on my game, like I'm going to feel better. So yeah. I'm at a point where, like you said, I'm, I'm a super noob. I'm super beginner. Like I'm just looking to break 100 at this point, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, honestly, I'm just inspired by people like you who are who are really good. I'm like, all right, there, there's a chance that a normal human being can get to a level where their golf game is decent yeah. and solid. And even when you get to that point, you're not going to be happy with where you're at. Oh, so of course. How, how do you feel? um well i basically said at the beginning i I, over the last couple years i don't think i've really gotten better i've gotten a little more consistent um i've noticed the last couple years but like i said i've been golfing since i was very young i don't know the exact age but before i was 10 for sure i had memberships when i was a kid so i was golfing a lot my dad was a golfer as well and he taught me um i just like i said i'm living vicariously through a lot of my friends that have gotten into it and uh i'm golfing a lot there was a brief time there where i wasn't golfing very much and again the last few years have been been pretty consistent i think covid was a big thing too for for people because in many ways even though some of our leaders deemed it not safe which i i I don't want me as political but i disagreed with that because i think it was the best thing for a lot of people at that time to be able to get out safely there's a little bit of socially distancing involved in the sport I think exercise and sun, you know, getting some sun and getting outside, getting exercise is all good. And I think that had a big part with a lot of people. I think a lot of people took it up or a lot of people really got into it. So um, it's just awesome. And I love scrambles. I love best ball. I don't really like taking my own score. Like I don't really care as much. I I do the odd time, but 
Um, like I said, I'm just living vicariously through a lot of people. It's a great sport. I love it. Um, and it's the perfect adult sport. Like, again, we're not super competitive, obviously. We're not doing it professionally. Yeah. But it's great to socialize. You can balance both really you can balance both really well. You can catch up with friends. You can talk about what's going on in your life, your marriage, your kids, your job, whatever it might be. Talking about movies, which we do on the golf course as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just perfect while also getting exercise, while also learning a new craft, uh, a new sport, getting good at something. You can, again, and you can attest to this. As much yeah. as you're struggling and hitting bad shots, left, right, up, down, whatever, you hit that one good shot. Mm-hmm. And Tin Cup, when we get to it, describes <laughs> it perfectly in the movie, is that there's like no better feeling when, with a, no. a perfectly struck golf ball and you just want to go do it again. And like, and I, again, you have 30 bad shots and they, they're, they're terrible. They suck. You hit that one good one, I guarantee yeah. you want to keep playing. Erase the rest from your memory. Exactly. And I totally agree with what you're saying. Like As you get older, and golf wasn't something I ever thought that I really wanted to get into when I was obviously a teenager or even in my 20s that much and you know looking back on it i kind of wish i got into it more because now it's it is the best way to hang out with your friends i find if your friends are you know down to golf if they enjoy it as well it's like the perfect two for one you get to do an athletic event you get to see your friends hang out you know there's going to be different skill levels it's not like a team sport where like if you're not up to the skill level of the team it's kind of bad like you could just everyone hits their own shot or everyone plays a scramble and it's going to be fun no matter what so it, like you said, it was perfect during COVID. People still needed exercise, which I don't think the government realized. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's not as political, Jake. Come on. <laughs> we took advantage of it. I mean, that's yeah. what got me into the sport, and I'm so glad I did it. It's a little late, but I'm gonna make sure that my kids get into it earlier than I did. That's for sure. Yeah. I, 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 it, there's just so many positives to it beyond the actual keeping a score and trying to shoot very well. It's, and again, there's a discipline to it. Again, I don't want to get too much into it, but just like the benefits with many sports is that it's so good. I remember as a kid, like sometimes getting frustrated and all that, but like, it's just something to learn. It's, it's good for you. And it's, it's rewarding as well. And again, I'm not saying go professional and make millions of dollars and be amazing at it. I'm talking about just being average, just being an Mm -hmm. average golfer that can hit the ball. Learn how to hit the ball. It's it's rewarding, and you can have a lot of fun doing it. And like I said, like when we look back at all the golf rounds we've had over the last couple of years, how many times do you remember what you shot? You don't. You, you remember yeah, the, the exactly. story we were talking about, or the or the laugh we had, or the time you hit that one really good. Oh, remember when I oh, I was like ten feet from the hole. You don't care about how mm-hmm. uh, who won. Like again, and especially when we play, and like sometimes we do best ball, sometimes we keep our own ball. None of that matters. It's just. And I, and I remember, too, just when someone is trying to learn something and they're struggling for 15 holes and then they get it. Like, that's yeah. the stuff that I think is so important and, and, and is memorable, more so than shooting really well. And then sometimes it is fun to shoot well if you're in a tournament like you did or yep. um, if you break a personal record of yours or you get a birdie for the first time. Like That stuff's fun, for sure. I'm not knocking all that, but yeah. there's just so many benefits to it. Like, I, like I love it. And... Um, you know, you can, we, I didn't even mention this. You can drink <laughs> like you can. I, I you don't can drink. Yeah. But a lot of people do. You can get drunk on the golf course and have a great time. My, my bachelor part, my, <laughs> my bachelor party was great. And like, and that's a rarity with sports. You can't get drunk at football. You can't get drunk at hockey. You can't get drunk playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but it's not going to go well. <laughs> 
And a lot of people get better bachelor- when they drink more. Sorry, what were you saying? I think your bachelor party was the. I think your bachelor party was the first time I ever actually played golf. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it was the first time I was drunk on a golf course. <laughs> and I would say like a theme of a lot of these movies that we're going to talk about is people being drunk. Yeah. <laughs> these golfers, it seems to go hand in hand. So I'll and give one a- last thing I'll say. Yeah, yeah, go about ahead. About golf is that if you are really good at it and you become a prof- professional in like the business world, it's such an asset to have. Like some of the people I saw at this last event, it's almost like their company set them there because they're the best golfer that the company has. Oh, like, I didn't even think about that. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. Business like, meetings. Oh, a lot of people do business on the golf course. That's totally right. Yeah. And there was this girl who was like probably our age, like 30. And she was almost a scratch golfer. And I was like, her company is not paying her enough. Like she is smart. Like she was going around, like talking to everybody yeah. and was amazing at golf. So everyone gravitated towards her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she's going to sell whatever she's selling because yeah. like that golf game is just, it takes it to another level. Mm. No, I totally, I didn't even think about it f- for sure. Um, so I'm going to just give, uh, it's in the, the, the synopsis of the episode, obviously, but there were five movies. Um, there, there's a bunch more golf movies, but a lot less mainstream and less popular. These were pretty much the five and even a couple of them like aren't as popular. Uh, so I just messaged this idea to Jake because we planned our golf, uh, match that we have coming up and I wanted to do something I haven't recorded in a while. And I thought this might be fun because I want to go beyond the actual movie. Um, it's, we're going to talk a little bit about sports movies, the formula and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously gush over a couple of these movies that that are are very Mm -hmm. popular. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the five movies just quickly, uh, uh, Caddyshack, um, the, the, uh, Happy Gilmore, Tin Cup. The Legend of Bagger Vance and The Greatest Game Ever Played. Uh, two of them based, uh, well, no, one of them based on a true story. One of them has true, pe- real people in them, but not really a true story. And and then a couple are just fictional, obviously. And uh, different eras, different styles. Um, I had seen all, all of them. A couple I rewatched for a second time, but I want to start with you, Jake. So, um, and we're all, we know which ones we're going to talk about more. So we'll skim over maybe the, the couple, but... Let's just quickly uh, tell me about the ones you watched for the first time and then mm-hmm. whatever you want to say uh, about them and then just give me your quick order, least favorite to favorite. I think our lists are pretty similar. Okay, so the only one of these I had fully watched before we started was Happy Gilmore and I had watched it a lot. Okay, me like, too. I loved, yeah, I loved it growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had seen bits and pieces of Tin Cup and bits and pieces of Caddyshack, but I never really sat down and watched the whole thing. Okay. So I... Four of these were all new to me. Awesome. That's great. Um, Caddyshack did not hold up the way I thought it would <laughs> in no. terms of the comedy. No. Uh, it was pretty pretty rough to watch. The The greatest game ever played was pretty good. Uh, I had a good experience with it, but it was just kind of a little bit slow for me. Yeah. Um, and The Legend of Bagger Vance is, to me, just like very, very cheesy. Yeah. It's maybe one of the cheesiest movies I've ever watched. <laughs> And <laughs> it was a tough one, but Tin Cup, I uh, got nothing but glowing reviews for Tin Cup. Okay, I good, thank God. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Tin Cup was like actually a good movie wrapped in a golf story. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what we'll do? This is going to be very similar, and you can give your ranking here in a sec, even though that maybe kind of was your ranking. I don't know, but um, this is going to be very similar to to a Robin Williams episode. We're just going to mm-hmm. save Tin Cup. To the end, we got the most to yeah. talk about with Tin Cup. So, yeah, maybe give me your list, and then I'll, we'll, we'll compare lists, and then we'll just rifle through the ones we didn't really like, and then work our way up to sure. the ones we love. Okay, so number five for me was The Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, interesting. Okay, I wasn't sure. 
Yeah. Uh, it was between that and Caddyshack. Yeah. But Bagger Vance was just, I don't know. There's something about it. So uh, let me just kind of skip around a little bit. But when I watched The Greatest Game Ever Played, I had this thought in my head, like, maybe this would be a really good movie if they actually had some A-list actors in it. Like, Shia LaBeouf at the time was pretty young. Yeah, yeah. And there's no one else in that movie that's, like, a big name. Yeah. But The Legend of Bagger Vance completely debunked my theory because it's all these big names yeah. and it's horrible. Oscar, all these <laughs> Oscar winners. <laughs> it's a very similar story. Um, and I think Charlize Theron does a, a good job in it. Uh, but other than that, it's like just drag. <laughs> it's just, it just drags. Like the whole Will Smith character makes no sense to me. And it's like, it's, I don't know, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, no, um, that's fair. It's got that 1920s setting. I think like, the one bright side I would say about the movie is it, it made me want to play golf in the way where it like showcases some of the best moments of yeah. the sport. When he's out on the golf course by himself and like the calm of the course, it shows the highs and lows of the game. But yeah, other than that, could definitely skip it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Caddyshack for me, again, like I'm sure it was great for the people of its time who loved it. It, it reminded me of something like Super Bad, where it's like. I bet you the the people of the era after us are not going to find super bad hilarious, but it was just perfect for our generation at our time. Yeah, as teenagers watching it, I think Caddyshack was probably the same for like our parents' generation. Yeah, that's a fair you know, assessment. Just, the the comedy is is just kind of idiotic. <laughs> it's basically it goes from like really bad comedy to Rodney Dangerfield just coming in and being a straight up like stand up comedian the entire time. Yeah, it's it's and, two movies. It feels like two different movies. Yeah, it's like the Rodney Dangerfield show and then everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say Caddyshack, give it a watch if you haven't seen it. There's some pretty classic moments. There's some sayings you're gonna hear out on the golf course. You know, there is some funny references. Uh, some funny lines like the world needs ditch diggers too and things like that but yeah honestly not not the greatest so number three the greatest game ever played i already kind of talked about it it i like the historical elements i like the setting i thought they did a great job with the costumes the time period all that stuff but i thought that the plot elements and characters were super hacky and just like cut and pasted from basically every other movie i've ever seen where it's like (laughs) it's like it's like you could just predict it's like people talk about being able to predict movies like this was the most predictable movie yeah i think one of the the most i've ever seen to be fair though it's a a minor contradictment because i don't think you can blame this movie because a lot of sports movies are very predictable for sure for sure i mean it's got the father that disapproves of the sport yeah you know, get a well-paying job. It's the jealous people who are like, you know, you're not on our level. The outsider narrative, like, it's all very cheesy. Yeah. Um, but I thought that the actual footage of them playing golf was probably the most realistic of any of these movies, like, at least for the time period. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's my number three. Number two, Happy Gilmore. Again, I've seen it, like, a hundred times. and Very <laughs> realistic so golf in that movie. It's, it's spot on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's a 90s classic to me like adam sandler it's i think it's, this is his best movie yeah to me at least uh the wedding singer coming close in that regard but yeah there's definitely some classic lines and i'm sure we'll go over some of that stuff yeah and the comedy like there's i mean i just saw a meme today that was still referenced freaking happy gilmore with the boston bruins had just lost yesterday oh, yeah. like they're showing him getting punched by <laughs> bob barker bob barker yeah so this movie like a 10 out of 10 for me in terms of comedy and it still holds up today, which is great. Yeah. Ben Stiller's amazing in it too. Yeah. Like it's it's just 
There's so much he to love. He just pulled landscaping so. duty. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Scooter, Scooter McGavin, or whatever. Shooter he's McGavin, like one of the yeah. Shooter McGavin. Sorry, he's one of the best like villains in yeah. any movie. Like any movie, I don't even care what genre. He's one of the best villains. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams <laughs> did have a beard. <laughs> it's so it's dumb. Like, it's such a it's dumb ridiculous. movie, but it's so good. I, I like. I guess Caddyshack was like that too at the time, right? It's just so dumb. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so number one, obviously, then is Tin Cup. And again, this is my first time watching it all the way through. Oh, lucky I bastard. love the. I know. I love the setting. I love the like West Texas armadillo type setting. It it's a perfect so cool. movie. It is a perfect for what it is. It's you cannot. We've talked about this on the podcast before. You cannot make that movie any better. No. Yeah, we've talked about that with stuff like the town. Right? Yeah. Like there's there's movies like that that you just can't get it any better. I thought the chemistry between Roy and Molly um, Costner's and Rene Russo's character was so good yeah. from the start. Like it's spot on. They both they did a great job with the casting. Yeah, Cheech Marin is awesome as the oh, so best good. friend role. Like, there's every movie has that best friend role. Not every movie, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and he does it one of the best I've seen. Yeah, yeah. It's tons of golf cliches throughout the whole movie. You can actually kind of learn about golf by watching this. Yeah, movie. I did the, yeah, like, the golf swing by Roy <laughs> McAvoy. It's very important. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that his name's Roy McAvoy too. The whole time I'm like Roy McAvoy. Yeah. Like it's so close. <laughs> and in London, we have a mini putt. Uh, place that's called Tin Cup, and so many people don't know Amazing. the reference because they haven't seen the movie. They don't even know what it is. They don't. Know. People, wow. I've had people say, "What the heck does Tin Cup mean?" Oh, that's a brutal. Yeah, I have yeah, so I have like... so much to say about Tin Cup. So okay. I, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I'll keep it brief. Then we'll talk about Tin Cup a lot here, but yeah, like no, everything from the start to finish was great. I give it a yeah, like basically a ten out of ten. Uh, you can't really make a better sports movie. It's it's a great movie wrapped in a sports theme you know mm -hmm. it's not necessarily full-on sports movie but it is at the same time yeah well that the best sports movies have other things going on besides the actual sport like there's actually mm -hmm. something going on beyond him why is he going to the u.s open why is he do why is he doing the stuff he's doing in the movie there's other stuff and actually so um before i give my order you said something interesting and i do agree with you but i want to take it a step further um, you said Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack have the similarity of like this, like Caddyshack was the Happy Gilmore of that time. I do mm -hmm. agree. You did say that, right? By the way, something. Yeah. Um, I agree with that, but the reason why I think Happy Gilmore will probably have better legs is because Happy Gilmore still has a nice, relatable story to it. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, Caddyshack literally has nothing. Really, has no story. And, and Happy no Gilmore, story. I mean, it, it, like. Adam Sandler himself is having that issue right now where a lot of people are kind of over the, the man-child thing and it, he's trying to do some more serious work and, and all that, but then he still does like a Grown Ups 2 or a Jack and, the, Jack and Jill and whatever, and nobody's taking yeah. him seriously. But at the end of the day, Adam Sandler's best movies that are going to stand the test of time have heart to them, whether it be a lot of hearters like Big Daddy, Wedding Singer um uh, happy gilmore even mr mm -hmm. deeds has like a, a decent story that goes beyond yeah. just the man child trope so i agree with you that caddyshack was definitely a product of its time but i think it's just going to keep going downhill because oh yeah to segue that was my number five and mm. i didn't even enjoy it the only the only thing i like in that movie i do like chevy chase but some of his scenes make no sense to the movie they're just funny chevy chase scenes the only redeemable scene in that movie in my opinion is when him and bill murray share the screen together because 
you add in the context of their famous feud that happened on SNL, and then they finally kind of buried the hatchet and did this scene together for Harold Ramis. And it's just great because it, you know, there's always those nice moments in movies where you step out of the plot and it's just a random scene. I just like how ridiculous it is and how these two characters get to know each other, but it's really dumb and he gives them the, whatever he smokes and, and, and the alcohol and all that. It's just really dumb, but you get to see their, 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 um, their, their comedic chops kind of on full display. But other than that, the movie is extremely cheesy. It's not funny. Um, it's iconic for the cast that it got. I'll give it that. But other than that, I have no interest in ever rewatching it. I, I thought it would, it, it, it does not age at all. Like what's this? There's a five minute scene of Chevy Chase giving a random girl a massage. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. There's like the, they focus then so they go swimming. on the caddy kids, like the kids yeah. and stuff like that. Like I found that a problem with a lot of these movies is they're not focusing on the story from the perspective of the main golfer. They're, they're, it's like the perspective of someone watching the golfer and talking about how great they are. Yeah. Like that. Like this should be from the perspective of Chevy Chase, I think, especially yeah. since at the end, he's the one who has to kind of have this like redemption. Story I would have had a hundred percent. And I, from, I think I read that they were all supposed to have smaller roles and they just took full advantage of when they were there and tried to keep them there longer and increased it. I might be wrong about that, but it totally mm. seems like that, that they didn't really know what they were doing. And that was a good segue, what you just said, because that's my number one complaint of my next pick uh, at number four, and that's The Legend of Beggar Vance. I think the movie yeah. is extremely unfocused, and that's what brings it down because I do think the third act is really good when they're actually golfing Matt Damon's character versus I think Walter Hagen and Bobby Jones, I believe um, that's good golf stuff. It's just, by the time you get the, it has like a two hour runtime, maybe a little bit longer. It drags and it's weird because you start in a flash forward with the kid grown up and then you go back in time to this kid and you think he's your lead, but no, yeah. it's Matt Damon, but we're not even introduced to Matt Damon. Then there's talking about him and then he, it's a weird movie. And then Will Smith is bill is your top build actor in it. And yeah. is he your lead? And he's like, not, there's not really much there. Does he exist? Does he not exist? And yeah, it's the, the first and second act really hold this movie down. And then the third act, kind of saves it i like where it eventually ends up it, it kind of breaks the sports formula but it, mm-hmm. it's just it, it's an extremely disappointing movie because it's a very to me average to slightly below average sports movie that could have been fine it could have been good it was never going to be great but um i like the period piece i like the story but again it, it should be matt damon the whole thing should yeah. be about matt damon's character and then I don't know what's going on with this mystical caddy thing. I don't know what they were doing with it. He's got some good moments. Will Smith's a good enough actor that I like to see him on screen. But I don't I don't say this often, but I think Will Smith was miscast. <laughs> I don't... It, it didn't work. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was just weird. When he came on screen, I don't think him and Matt Damon were great together. It was just a weird, weird movie. I think Matt Damon was in that fa- like post Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan where he was a big name they're throwing him in movies trying to put asses in the seats oh, and it just didn't yeah didn't work but uh anyways and will smith was kind of in the same spot too right like yeah. he had just done independence day and everything he was becoming this big actor it's like 
let's just throw him in there, try to make some money off this random random golf movie. Like I feel like it was still a shockwave maybe of Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Where people were trying to make all these golf movies. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree, and I'm with you. Like it, it was definitely a swing and a miss for sure. Directed by Robert Redford, a Oscar winning director. Like I just think they they just didn't. It, it tried to be really stylized, and it just didn't didn't work. But anyways. Um, moving on to number three. Now, this could be higher based on nostalgia and rewatchability for sure, but it is Happy Gilmore. I've probably watched this movie to death where I'm past the I love this every time I watch it phase where I've watched it so many, so many times. And it's extremely yeah. quotable. It's awesome. There's a lot of iconic moments. It it, it helped revolutionize golf. It, it brought it into this new mainstream excitement type of thing a cute little love story him and his uh, um and then him trying to help out his grandma and just the idea of this guy who doesn't like golf playing golf i think is hilarious he doesn't respect the game he doesn't dress properly he doesn't swing properly it's just it's timeless and i just thought right in the middle is is a good spot for it because i think it's really well made for what it is yeah, and it's I think it's cool that it's a crossover of like a two sports movies, right? It's like a hockey golf yeah. crossover movie. Yeah, totally kind of cool in that sense. Totally agree. Um, number two is the greatest game ever played. Uh, we talked about this one a little bit before the episode. I, I do agree with you, um, but this just lines up more with what I like. Um, I love sports movies. I, I mean, uh, Rocky is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's a sports slash romance film. Like, I love it and. Again, I'll take a cheesy story. I'll, I like moments that are earned, whether they be cheesy or not. I mean, really good movies can make things not cheesy for sure. I'm a big fan of Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I think he's good in this. I just, again, I think it nails golf in this really well, especially for a period piece. And I love underdog stories. Like I said, I love Rocky. And I, I just, I love, you know, a, a good sports formulaic film if it's done well i mean bill paxton directed this there's some style to it but when you get to the especially the third like this is the difference with like the, the strongest part of this movie is the great the, of the greatest game ever played is the third act but contrary um mm. contrary to the legend of beggar vance where it's boring and unfocused and I don't care when I get to the third act, this one, I think it's earned a little bit more where, you know, exactly what everyone is, is playing for. And that, that's my biggest takeaway from it, where I love that you get the stories of both of them. It's not just Shia right. LaBeouf. I like that you get a little bit of backstory with both of them and what they're playing for. Essentially. I think it's very important. Like even have him narrating, um, during it. And again, Shia LaBeouf's your lead. It's about Francis. You met, I think his name is, but his mm-hmm. antagonist or the guy he's playing against, not a villain, just the guy he's up against. You understand him as well, where he's at, what he's playing for. Um, and you're kind of rooting for, you, you don't want him to lose. You want Francis to win. Obviously he's the underdog, but, um, yeah. yeah, so I like that. And then again, when you get to the golf, when it's the three of them in the in the extra, or the, I was going to say extra innings, when they uh, when they go <laughs> to the uh, the playoff, like it's exciting. It's fun. And I love the whole when, um, uh, and, it, and um, it, it's the opposite in Tin Cup, but when Francis decides not to go for it and he plays the safe shot and it ends up rewarding him. And right. uh, Harry Varden, it's his one mistake. And usually what they say in movies, I know this is with villains and he's not a villain, but every great villain makes that one mistake somewhere in the second, third act that eventually leads to their demise. And he makes the one mistake where he ends up in the bunker and has to lose a shot hitting out to the fairway. So I, I again, Disney Channel, 
sports movie. It's it's well done. Um, Happy Gilmore is more nostalgic for sure. But I remember watching this as a kid. I loved it. I was obsessed with it. So it's my number two. And then obviously number one, the greatest, one of the greatest sports movies ever made is Tin Cup. Um, so I'll pass it back over to you. Any, uh, where do you want to start with Tin Cup? Like, well, actually, this is a good point. I, I should have said this to you. Um, the golf course that he plays at with the famous ending, uh, is in Texas. Oh, and you should have went there because the hole it was filmed on, they have a plaque out (laughs) where he, where they shot his, uh, his second shot his approach to the, the, over the water at the end. And they say, you can drop a ball and hit one from there. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like iconic. Yeah. And a theme that I found with a lot of these movies is there's a part in the last act where the golfer just totally falls apart right yeah. where they just like totally screw up but tin cup does it the absolute best because it just takes <laughs> it to the next level it's just like it's like he's gonna screw up to the point where he actually doesn't even win and the best <laughs> like, yeah the best part about it is in the last scene he literally this like he literally says to her he's like i think i was supposed to learn something from this but i don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> and it's i, I, I just kind of it's because most movies have a character arc, and and he yeah. he he really doesn't. He he's no right. better. He's the same person at the end. There's there's feigns of like character development and stuff like that, and you do feel like he is building up. Yeah. But he basically just got good enough to get the girl, and that's yeah. all he really wanted. <laughs> but so what what is your takeaway from that then? Because there's great moments too, right? Like he says to David mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, "Nice par, David," or, or "Good par, David," or whatever he says. I think it was "Nice par." Yeah. And it's like, did 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 he teach us something in this movie? Like he's he's meeting with a shrink. The shrink's telling him, "Go for it," and like, yeah. I, I've I've always tried to dissect it where obviously he doesn't do the right thing. But no. he wins in the end. Like it's like almost like Rocky, where Rocky loses the fight. He doesn't beat Apollo, mm-hmm. but he gets Adrian at the end, and he literally hugs her and embraces her at the end. It's all iconic. And and Roy McAvoy does the same thing. He picks her up at the end. He won the girl. And yeah, it's just, it's yeah. it's a weird think... movie, and it, 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 it it's so beautifully done. And even though it's a train wreck, it's hard to watch when he keeps dropping the ball. It's hard to watch. I know. Yeah. It is hard to watch. I think that if there was something to take from it, it would be, you know, take more risks in your life. And even if they don't succeed, like there's, and she even says that to him in the speech, right? It's like, it's not a mistake. As long as you did it on purpose and you, and you knew that it was going to be a risk and you tried your best, like it's not a mistake. Um, And there is things that are bigger out there than just winning a game or, you know, being the best at whatever you do. It's like, there's, there's, personal moments that you can achieve even through defeat Mm. so i think that's kind of that's kind of the point that's trying to drive home and the one thing i'd say about tin cup happy gilmore caddyshack to a lesser degree but it's like it seems like the the movies that are about sports and especially about golf that do the best are ones that have some comedy in them yeah right because there there needs to be otherwise if it's if it's a golf movie like bagger vance where it's just taking itself so serious it's kind of just a boring slog to watch yeah. versus tin cup has just the right amount of comedy. Like mm-hmm. it's just, just perfect. And like, it even starts from the very beginning, right? Where he's like telling her the, uh, he's telling everybody the riddle about the doctor. Yeah. And she comes in and like <laughs> solves it for him. Like it's all great. Yeah. And he's, and he, she solves it for him and then he doesn't even understand like what the point of it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such a doofus. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's 
It's great. It's yeah. It it, it uh, and I've heard someone else say this. I don't want to take full credit for it, but I totally agree. It and, and some of these other movies do get it in in, in in elements to it in like scenes and stuff. But top or I was gonna say Top Gun, <laughs> Tin Cup <laughs> understands the game of golf because what you just said is exactly what golf is. Outside mm-hmm. of being a professional. But even Tiger Woods, to a degree, had a lot of fun in his prime, 100%. Yeah. But yeah. don't take it so seriously. Like, learn. Yeah. Take it a little bit. You got to take things some a little bit seriously, but go and have fun. And that's yeah. what the beautiful part of golf is, is that – and again, back to comparing it to sex. Like, a lot of people say golf and sex are the only two things you can be good – you don't have to be good <laughs> at to enjoy. And right. – um, like in many ways, it's so true where you don't have to be good. It's not about, and we talked about this at the beginning. You don't have to be good. Just go and have fun and enjoy yourself and you'll have even a better time. And yeah. you're totally right. Tin Cup is making fun of itself while it's also telling a good story. And mm-hmm. the character is in many ways a joke, but he's also endearing and you fall in love with him and you root for him. And in many ways, he's a super talented golfer, arguably one of the best golfers in the U.S. Open, but he's the underdog. Right. And you're 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 right. living vicariously through him, just like Happy Gilmore. You want Happy Gilmore to beat Shooter McGavin, mm-hmm. even though it's a, a ridiculous, silly movie. <laughs> and like that's a nice thing too. A tin Cup, like Don Johnson. I mean, his character ends up being a dick. Like I love the the, the running joke. Like, and he's mean to dogs, and he eventually yeah. is mean to <laughs> it a, he, is. He, he is mean to a dog. But like at the end yeah. of the day, he's not like a mustache twirling victim or uh, villain. He's just a guy in the way. But um, he's just too competitive for his own. Yeah, things. and like he's a dick to like to 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 Tin Cup. Like he like he mm-hmm. ha- comes there all cocky and he's like, "Do you want to be my caddy?" Even though he knows that he'd be a much better partner, and he knows he's better than him. And yeah. that's the stuff. The character stuff in Tin Cup is what holds it up, and that's why it's gonna last longer than a Caddyshack, because you can. Enjoy these characters. Like, uh, I love his relationship with his caddy, Cheech Marin. Like, yeah. and Cheech gives a great performance in this. Like, he's not his normal stoner self. I don't really watch too much Cheech and Chung. But no. he's a good character who is a good, wise, like, he's the wise old man character in this where he's teaching him valuable things. And even at the yeah. end of the movie when he's he's super pissed about what he's doing, he is cheering on Roy for the shot. <laughs> and it's just, it's, yeah. it's a weird ending where it, it's wrong in so yeah. many ways, but it works. It's the perfect ending to this movie. It's a, it's an ending that you couldn't predict. Either. Oh yeah, there are a lot 100%. of these movies you could. The predictable ending predict. is him playing safe and 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 going for because I believe he's he's uh, he's birdie to win, part to tie, so he just had to play it safe. Yeah, and then get up like he did the last time and, and make his birdie to win the U.S. Open. And he throws that all away because he's so stubborn. He knows he can make this shot. Yeah, it's like like you said. Did he really learn anything? Yeah. The time? Like he's just as stubborn as he was from the start, and like no one's gonna change his mind. So yeah, you know, no one really got to him. They just are better at supporting him, mm-hmm. and they just know he's gonna be what he is. And it's got that cool like lovable misfits. Like all his friends are like the misfits. Yeah. Uh, they don't fit in with everyone else at the U.S. Open and stuff. So it's got a lot of cool elements. Kind of the opposite of some of these cheesier movies where it's yeah. like more of a refreshing. There is still lots of like 
things that you see in other movies, but it's a more refreshing take on them. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, and to segue a little bit, uh, Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore were both released in 1996. And yeah. the um, the connective tissue with that year is that was the year Tiger Woods officially became a professional. Um, uh, I think he played in the Masters the year before as an amateur, I believe. Uh, but it they, they, they kind of correlate together. There's a lot... Happy Gilmore and I've read an article about this as well where um, they kind of you know I said this earlier in the podcast where it kind of put golf on the map again not to say it was mm-hmm. it, it, it was not existing but yeah. Tiger Woods had a huge part in the evolution of golf as we know now the way golfers yeah. train the way golfers play uh, more exciting rowdy like if you watch any great Tiger Woods highlights people are into it they're cheering they're pumped and um, I think Tin Cup and Happy Happy Gomer specifically because it was more popular than Tin Cup when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Tin Cup has a little bit of a cult following, if my memory serves me. It it, it they kind of worked hand in hand, and it's just interesting how much impact that uh, that Happy Gomer had on the actual game itself, where golf wasn't traditionally known as fun and exciting it was a gentleman's game it was a nice shot on the 15th hole he makes his putt for birdie now when you watch highlights it's tiger makes the shot Ah!" and like it's and you and you watch happy gilmore that's what he does and that that's his that's the the part of the movie that he's doing to the game and even a, a lot with tin cup as well and I just find that interesting that, you know, how things work out in the world where the same year that Tiger Woods uh, becomes yeah. a professional, he wins the Masters the next year, and then he goes on to win 14. Uh, I think he's got 15 majors now, but just his huge success with this game and just revolutionizing and, and changing it for forever. And it goes back to to this time where it was just, yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know what's going on in the world. And, Shift. In 1996, but it's just interesting when you when you see the the timeline. It sounds like a huge year for golf, right? Yeah. It sounds like a paradigm shift, like you're mm-hmm. mentioning. And uh, yeah, you even see like they have some pros in Tin Cup, which is kind of cool, right? Like Phil Mickelson's yep. in there. There's a few others in there, but it's like you can see this new era of golf unfolding. And yeah, I think Happy Gilmore was probably a big gateway for people to start getting into golf. Who, people who are now in their 30s, 40s, yeah. like Happy Gilmore was probably a big influence for them. And you know, I think Tin Cup would have been if, if it wasn't 18A or whatever, you know, the ranking was. Yeah. If, it was, if younger people could watch it, then it probably would have actually been a bigger movie than it was, I would think. Yeah. I, I Again, I don't have the box office numbers and stuff in front of me. I know it, it did well. It's not like a poorly, critically uh, reviewed movie or anything like that. I just don't think it had a huge big box office. I think that the the the, the, the advantage – I mean, Kevin Costner was, was a big star, obviously, in the mid-90s, but – uh, Happy mm-hmm. Gilmore had, you know, it was following Billy Madison. Uh, I mean, uh, Adam yeah. Sandler had his SNL roots. He had a, a growing fan base. And then, like, you cannot, you cannot get through a golf season without one person attempting a Happy Gilmore swing, or doing any line from that movie, like shooter or like, yeah. like getting the whole ball. Yeah. Oh, like stuff. it's it's incredible. Like it, it's amazing how much the effect pop culture has on it, but. Yeah, like it's it, it, it it's well. This is what I want to talk about because again, like I said, we didn't even mention. Okay, go ahead. Well, we didn't even mention Carl Weathers. Oh, <laughs> Carl Weathers, and, the, and there's he, your, again, your Rocky your Rocky connection. connection. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's fantastic in it. 
he's the heart and soul of the movie. Like he's so phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. You know, like, again, his character is so perfect. He's the Cheech Marin where again, he's teaching, he's trying to teach Adams or happy Gilmore valuable lessons to become a better golfer and do better. And he's like, no, no, I got to make a lot of money right now. Uh, yeah. And I, I wanted to ask you yeah. of all these movies, which one would you watch and then want to start golfing with? Like after you watch it? Oh, 10 cups, you know, hands down 10 cup. Yeah. Okay. I feel the same. Yeah. There, there's, there's, <laughs> for me, it's the top three. Caddyshack, I, I mean, I, realistically, all of them would make me want to golf. Even Bagger Vance. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of, of the third act. All of them would make yeah. me want to golf, but like the order is, is, is the amount I'd want to golf. Like Tin Cup, I literally want to go golfing right after. Like, 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 <laughs> I watch it every year. Happy Gilmore yeah. for sure, but it's a little more goofy, obviously. Greatest game ever played, mm-hmm. same thing. It, it's, it, it, it's inspiring. Again, in, right. in that more cheesy vein, I do agree with you with that for sure. But I like yeah. everyone knows me. I like a little bit of cheese, obviously. I, I'm a big fan of Cape Fear. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Ten cup, a hundred percent. Like it makes me like I want to go to the course where it was filmed, and I want to go to that spot, and I will not be able to make that shot at all. But I want to go try. I want to. Re- I want to take a photo in that spot of holding a golf ball, dropping it. Like that's. That's how important the movie is to me. I watched it with my dad as a kid. I watch it every year before the golf season. Like it, like I said, it understands golf the best. And it's mm-hmm. and I think you said it earlier. Perfect balance of comedy, yeah. drama, romance, sport. It's a, a little nice little pie of all these little genres that make it's it's like a really good romantic comedy that balances the romance and comedy. But yeah. it, but add the sports element to it, where it's like you fall in love with these guys. Their relationship makes sense. He is what she needs. She is what he needs, and he overcomes. Uh, I I don't know uh, whatever obstacle he overcomes. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's brilliant. What I wanted to say though is, um, in regards to sports movies, golf, golf has a lot a lackluster amount of options like. There are so many sports movies, uh, basketball, and they're great. I'm not even a big basketball fan, but there's a lot of good basketball sports movies. Football, there's shitload so many out there. <laughs> hockey is also pretty limited as well, but there's some good hockey movies as well. But golf's the interesting one because of those. And again, we're talking a little biased as golfers, but to the grand, like to the general public, maybe someone that's not a not into sports really. Golf's the yeah. most boring of the sports, so I think it's harder to make that good of a movie. But like, you get like a miracle, right. you get Remember the Titans, Glory Road, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Carter. Like, they're a little bit easier yeah. because they're 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 more fun to shoot. They're visually appealing, like the basketball, like cinematography wise, and that's yeah. why I give Tin Cup even more credit because I think it transcends like the Bagger Vances and the Caddyshacks, where they're pretty dull. If they're not, yeah. yeah. So I just think it's interesting. As someone that does like a lot of sports movies, and I just wanted to get your take on it, is that there's not a lot out there. Like these five, like I wouldn't have watched any more. Like there's nothing out there. But like fo- <laughs> if we watched football movies, like there'd be a list of 10, 15, maybe 20. Like there's so many so sports. Mo- and football's great. We love football as well. But it's also mm-hmm. a more exciting sport to watch just in general. Whereas yeah. as much as we love golf, outside of Tiger Woods at the Masters or the US Open in, in the last round – I don't really care. I'll watch highlights, but like football every Sunday, I'm watching multiple games. So I don't know if you have anything to, to, to bounce off of that. I just, I find it fascinating just because we love the sport so much, but in, in the movie world, there's not a lot of options. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's there's a, the difference with golf is there's actually more moments to just like kind of sit and like be slow and dramatic. Yeah. Versus like other sports, you can have that, but then also speed it up. Like you can get super fast. Yeah. Um, you know, like my, one of my favorite sports movies is Goon, which is oh, like yeah. such a great, yeah. <laughs> you know, hockey movie. Which is hockey is another one of those sports that's just once you have a camera down on the ice, it's it's really nice. It looks good on a, yeah. on camera. And some of the best parts of Happy Gilmore take place on the ice. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah. It, it's it's interesting. And and like I said, like I'm a big sports movie guy. And there's just something about blending real life stories and characters with sports because they can kind of work mm-hmm. hand in hand. Again, Rocky is a great example. I was about to say, like the best sports movies to me are boxing movies. Yes. Boxing and like combat sports movies because. There's the added element of like you are physically harming yeah. yourself to, to make this happen. Yeah. And like, you know, you're really, I mean, like uh, Raging Bull or something like that. Like you are taking a piece of your life. Yeah, warrior. Out of yourself. Yeah. 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 I totally so agree. And there's a lot, and there's a lot of boxing movies out there. Cinderella Man. The Fighter. Uh, Lots of good ones. Uh, Ali. Speaking of Will Smith. Yeah. Like, for sure. Mm-hmm. And and that's the interesting thing too because boxing and, and, and mixed martial arts and stuff like that, again, it, it's the one-on-one. It's the individual. And so is golf, but there's right. a disconnect, you know, like the other ones we're talking about are sports. Like with, with remember the Titans, you get, you know, there's the themes of racism and all that stuff that's in the climate and the world of the time. And it's about team bonding and coming together. So the team aspect of the sport works with the narrative and, um, basketball. I mean, uh, glory road also deals with racism. Like a lot of these older movies set in the sixties and seventies when there was all this crazy stuff happening in the world. And, um, it yeah. works with the narrative and then it makes the football scenes even better when the characters are also coming together and, and all that. So it, it works perfectly. You talk about Rocky and Raging Bull and, and Warrior and then golf movies where it's just the individual. You would think there'd be mm-hmm. more similarities, but I still agree with you where it's easier in the boxing movies for whatever reason or, or whatever combat. There's inherent danger, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, whereas golf course, unless you're Tiger Woods speeding on the highway, you're you're not going to you know really hurt yourself too much on a golf course. I will give one nod to another sport that isn't loved as much, I don't think, yeah. nowadays. But like some of the best sports movies have been made is baseball. Oh, you know, well, like, speaking of Kevin Costner, you got yeah. Bull Durham, <laughs> Field, of Field of Dreams, and yeah. uh, I'm missing one. Am I missing yeah, one? Oh, For Love of the Game. For love, You've done yeah. three baseball movies. Yeah. So many good baseball movies. I mean, like, you could go on a league of their own. Like, there's yeah. so many good baseball movies. And I would say if I was to really just sit here and think about the best sports movies, it's probably boxing and baseball yeah. that have the best ones. But Tin Cup, I would put up there. Put so there that's what I mean. If I had a sports movies. If I had a top 10, top 15, top 20, honestly, I don't think Greatest Game ever played. It'd be close to making the cut. It would be Tin Cup and a shitload of basketball. <laughs> and I don't even like basketball that much, but there's some good basketball movies. Basketball, yeah. football, hockey, and baseball. And boxing. And boxing. <laughs> like, yeah. Tin Cup would be the, 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 the lone golf movie, and the rest would be a balance of... Bo- it, 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 let's be real. It'd just all be Rocky movies. But... <laughs> um, no, I totally agree with you. And that's why I think Tan- Tin Cup stands up even more because it's a sport i yeah. play the most of right now i don't play football i love football don't play it mm-hmm. so golf i play i don't really watch like actual sports because tiger woods is basically done now unfortunately and there's not a lot of other golfers that i really like and um i 
there's not a lot of movies. So Tin Cup, yeah. t- I feel like Tin Cup, you're almost like a, like, it's special. It's, perfect... it's special. It's yeah. kind of in its own little, in a, and I want it in a vault, and it's secret, and then I can, oh, Jake, watch Tin Cup. You're going to love it. It's great. So glad I did. Yeah. No, it's, it's. I will say, one great. other question I have for you, since you're a good, the good golfer of the two of us, is watching the actual technique of the actors, which actor do you think is the best actual golfer based on what you saw in the movie? Kevin Costner, because they actually used him with some of those some of those are actually his shots i thought the same thing i was like that's you can see him hitting the ball you can see that's his shot like you can tell he's a good golfer yeah. just based on his swing and everything shia labeouf same thing with shia labeouf was pretty good yeah. i'll give him credit i know he took golf lessons before obviously but uh yeah kevin costner hands now i'm sandler i don't think is is a great golfer i think he's probably no. fine I, I remember in an interview he said he's not that good maybe he was lying i don't know and obviously it's hard to take him seriously because of his ridiculous swing um, and his putting mm-hmm. technique, like it's insane. It's great, but it's insane. No, I, I didn't even have to think. Kevin, Kevin Costner, hands down. Yeah, yeah. The other one that I mentioned that I, I thought looked like a good golfer was Stephen Delane or whatever uh, from you know Game of Thrones, the guy who's in uh, the greatest game ever played. Oh, okay. Like the British, yep. uh, what's his name, Verdon? Like he seemed like he was pretty good. Yeah. Just based on some of the stuff he was doing, yeah. but they were also using like old clubs and whatnot. Yeah, no, the the golf, especially for being a period piece, really did impress me. In greatest game ever played. Again, I don't know how mm-hmm. much Bill Paxton has directed. May he rest in peace. Um, I know he did mm-hmm. that that thriller uh, frailty with Matthew McConaughey, but I don't know how much he directed. But it, it's a very stylized film. I'll give him credit for that. It stands out. It is Disney. It's got the Disneyness to it. I agree. But um, yeah, and then Tin Cup again, like you said, the setting is great. But there's a great shot that is so Kevin Costner, and they did it on purpose, where it's in on him, and then it tracks back after he hits to the green. And yeah. this is 1996. I don't think they're CGIing. I think that's his actual shot. And he probably just went out there yeah. with a bunch of balls, and that that'd be so much fun to shoot. We'd just be out there, you know. There, there's bunker shots, there's putts, and then there's I think a lot of the putting was probably a putting professional or something. I would imagine because yeah. a lot of it's just feet. And that's usually yeah. a sign that it, it, it's a double. But uh, Kevin Costner looked – and Kevin Costner's a good golfer. He's actually golfed with Tiger Woods. It was a year or two after wow. Tin Cup. They were a, a pair, I think, at Pebble Beach or something. It was like the Pro-Am or, or whatever. And there's clips <laughs> on YouTube of him golfing with Tiger Woods, which was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, Tin Cup made an impression on me. I'm probably going to be like, yo, I'll watch it every year yeah. around the golf season and just get pumped. Yeah. Well, that was our. This was the point of this episode, and this is a good place to wrap it up, people. Um, we're getting excited to golf. I know Jake already has golfed. I haven't. Uh, we wanted to do this episode before uh, before the golf season really comes into full swing. No pun intended. And uh, it's a great game. Anyone that's listening that hasn't really given golf a try, give it a go. Um, in regards to these movies, I mean, Tin Cup is obviously the clear cut recommendation. Happy Gilmore. If you haven't seen it by this point, you're probably never going to watch it. Um, and I, I would recommend greatest game ever played. I don't know if Jake agrees. Um, it's a good, you know, Disney, uh, sports movie, cheesy, but good little story. And then the bottom two, you can totally skip. (laughs) Sorry for all older generations that grew up with Caddyshack. It just didn't work for us. No. Yeah. But anything else you want to say, Jake, before we, uh, we wrap it up, what, what's your goal this year on golf? What do you want to get better at? What part of your game do you want to improve on the most? I want to improve on my irons. Um, last year, the big thing was fixing my slice on my drive, which I think I pretty much did. And the putting game is always just going to come along. Yep. So it's like this year, it's all about irons. And 
yeah, that's where I'm going to be coming to you because you're a beast with the iron. <laughs> what's, your, <laughs> Not what's your goal? Um, this year, honestly, I think it's probably going to be the same as last year because I didn't really perfect it. But I want to get better. And again, I don't want this to come across like pretentious or like I'm... Uh, I, I want to get better at putting the ball closer to the pin uh, from yeah. like 160 to 120 out. Like I'm pretty good inside 100. But I wanna I wanna get myself to a better spot where I have shorter putts because I yeah. just want more birdie opportunities. I'm not gonna make a bunch of them. I'm not a great putter. I'm fine. But um, I just I, I really I, I really want to get better at not just trying to just get it up near the green, chip and putt. I really want to get better at picking a spot um, and trying to land it in that area. Uh, just because I mean it'll help. I mean it, it'll help your putting <laughs> and it just looks cool when you do it. But um, yeah, I, I would say that that's for me. And again, obviously, I'm a little bit further along than you. And I'm sorry if uh, if that came across <laughs> as a little, like cocky or whatever. But that's what I'll be working on this year. I want to get better at that. No, that's a good 150, call. 160 range with like my eight or seven iron around the, the uh, mid irons. I want to get better at picking my spot on the green. Yeah. Probably won't do it this year, and I'll be saying it again next year. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see uh, you this weekend, and we'll, uh, I'm sure, have a great golf round together. So I look forward to it. This has been exciting. Yeah, man. Thanks again for joining and uh, watching all these movies. And, uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and enjoy the uh, enjoy the courses when you get out there. I hope everyone goes out for at least one round this year. All right. Cheers. Cheers.